journey has brought me to an understanding of the divine forces with which we have all been bestowed. It was in this search that I came upon a revelation which has called me to guide millions of people towards their righteous destiny. destiny. We gotta do a song. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do a song that you never heard before. Who's gonna do this now? We are the strongest. We I spit that orchestral Medina Barn exceptional Extra, extra terrestrial From out the ghetto Best of yo Put your yard up on knowledge Like the lessons do So fly fiends Can get high off the residue So real and surreal The pure deal Dante Flacco What is going on everybody? I am back This is Jeff versus The World Presents The I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast And this is episode number 15 And I have been gone away from a while But I just... Just felt like it was time to come back and to talk a little wrestling this week. Um, first and foremost, uh, before we start or before I start the show tonight or this evening, um, I want to uh, send a rest in peace to Shad Gaspard and uh, Hannah Kamara, uh, two wrestlers that we lost um, throughout this what last week. Um, and these two things have just made me want to just come in here and talk about first and foremost uh if you got somebody out there that you really you know care about love friends family whatever it may be just you know always talk to them always you know just say what you feel because you just never know man this 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 world is crazy things happen and also another thing is just be nice to people on social media man um there's no reason for anybody to get bullied on social media uh, there's just no point in it, and you don't know what other people are thinking. You don't know how people will react to certain things, and we just need to be all a little more um, kinder, uh, a little more sweet to each other, uh, because you just never know, man. Those are those two things have you know brought to my attention, and um, we just lost two great, great people. On you know one one person was a tag team in Crime Time, and we enjoyed his work for years, and you know he was. <clears throat> still always around in the culture. You would see him, you know, even when Kofi Kingston won the title match. And I believe Crime Time was still working as far as maybe indies and stuff. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me if I'm right. But, you know, he still had his his foot in wrestling and he still was around and he still was probably, you know, mentoring or talking to other wrestlers. And with Hannah, it was just, you know, she had a she was only twenty two years old. She had a bright future ahead of her. And it just sucks, man, that you know, you just don't know other people's mental state and the things that you can say and how they can affect them. You know, somebody can say something about me on social media and I can brush it off. But for others, you don't know how they may react. And that just needs to be a sign for people just to, you know, think before you tweet, think before you put these things out there. Think, you know, how would it be if someone to say this to me or how would I take it or to somebody, you know, to somebody else that may not have the, um, thick skin or or can brush things off just like you because every, we all not built the same we all are different we all have we all have things that affect us in different ways so yeah that's I had to get that out before I started this show this week um but what really made me want to do a show this week was I got to sit back and watch this weekend um AEW's pay-per-view I'm not sure if everybody got a chance to see it because of circumstances and you know with the 
uh, fifty dollar price tag. There's a lot of people, you know, maybe don't want to pull out that money for it. Or, you know, times is tight. You know, I understand what's going on with everything with the coronavirus and stuff like that. So people may not have that extra fifty dollars. But I did, and I wanted to sit down and enjoy something just to, you know, just to take my mind off something. And I feel like that out of both shows, as far as AEW and WWE, um, AEW has been doing the better job of, you know, doing the empty arena shows just because I think they can incorporate and get that sound that they need or some type of that similar of sound of what they need of noise going on in the arena and that reaction to certain moves and certain things that happen. Um, and now I'm not going to get here against the, if it's right or wrong or what they shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that. And I'm just going to talk about the show and, I just wanted to state that that's why I really went ahead and just went ahead and paid the fifty dollars because I figured that they would have been doing well with their TV shows. Uh, that they would pull off a a good to uh great pay per view, and what I got was a fun pay per view. Actually, I enjoyed this pay per view for what it was. Um, and let's just jump right into it. Uh, the pre show. Match was a tag team match. It was um, the best friends versus private party. Uh, best friends win the match. I thought it was a solid tag team match. Uh, it was great just to see private party back um, wrestling. And I understand, you know, they might, you know, not down with traveling and stuff like this. They wanted to be cautious and things like that. But it was just good to see them back on TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. We saw a couple of mishaps in the ring, but that's going to happen from time to time from, you know, each wrestler and stuff like that. Everything's not going to be perfect. But I really enjoyed their match. Um, in the casino ladder match, we had Brian Cage was the uh, special secret or special entry or whatever you want to call him. Uh, he ended up winning the match, and um, they ended up uh, putting him with Taz, uh, which I thought was a, a fantastic move um, because I think I remember Taz being with Samoa Joe, or either they started it, but he was going to be with Samoa Joe in TNA, I believe, but they kind of went away from that. I just feel that Taz asked that extra that Brian Cage would need. And, you know, they shot him right up to the top with this. You know, he's, you know, he can, I, now I'm not sure how this works. Is it like a, a money in the bank where he can have a match anytime, anywhere, or they really haven't explained how their casino, we just know he has a match that he can, I guess, ask for it anytime or any event i don't know but he's next in line to go against uh john moxie which i think would be a fantastic match um outside of my feelings and issues with certain things that brian catch has said in the ring uh i think this was a good pairing with him and taz uh and i think the match that him and moxie can have can be really good and i wouldn't be shocked to see maybe an upset victory of him beating moxie like this first time out um I think Brian Cage can be that good. I think he is that good that he can, he can, you know, take that title away and, you know, add a punch or not a punch, but add that all factor. Like, Oh shit, I didn't expect that. Or I didn't think it would happen that fast with him beating Moxley. So it should be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, in my favorite match of the night, we got a uh, MJF versus jungle boy. I love this match. This match was a very how can I say it? It built the match built so well. And for young guys in this position, you know, it just seemed like sometimes you would see matches like this and they were rush, 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 everything. That's not really MJF style of a match. 
Um, I felt that this match built very well to the crescendo of the match, and I feel like that this is going to be the rivalry, or it has the possibility to be that rivalry, the one that you always can associate with AEW, just like, you know, you have Austin Rock, and I'm not putting them in the same, you know, I'm not putting them up there with Austin Rock. I'm just saying as far as a rivalry, and you know AEW is a young company, this is one of the like cornerstone rivalries that they always talk about, and as long as they stay in the promotion together, that they can always run back and go back to because, I mean, it's uh, the chemistry that they have with each other is just so good. Um, And I just think Jungle Boy is fantastic. I said that um, when I first saw him. Um, You can argue, you can talk about his weight, and, you know, he needs a little more mass and stuff like that. That's not what I'm here for. I'll leave that argument for all you other nerds out there just like me, but I won't argue about it. I'll just say that I can see him being a very big-time babyface in AEW. I mean, when I say big-time, I'm talking about breaking away from the whole, um, was it Jurassic Express and being that big top star that you could say, oh, he's number one and number two babyface in the company. Um, And MJF won the match. And, you know, that is what it is. I think he's 2-0 two, two against Jungle Boy, but I like that because like I said, if they're still there and it's still in the company, we can build on this. And, hey, Jungle Boy might be not be in the third time, but, you know, it might become, well, four and one and four and two. And, you know, Jungle Boy still trying to get that win. I don't know. It's, it, it, they can always do something interesting with this storyline and rivalry between the two. And I just love it. I just love it. And I hope uh, we get more of it. Um, then we get to the tournament. The uh, finals in the tournament for the uh, uh, TNT championship uh, TV title, basically, is what it is. And we get Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. I really enjoyed the match. And it's not a match on him that I didn't really enjoy. I enjoyed pretty much all the matches. But I felt like some time could have been taken away from the match. Maybe shaved off five minutes, maybe five or six minutes. Uh, let me see how long this match was. This match was 22 minutes long. So maybe I'll just say five minutes because it just seemed like it was an extended time there or where it was just like Archer beating on Cody and beating on Cody and beating on Cody and beating on Cody. And we it took a while for that comeback to happen. It was like kind of too long. And that's just me picking being the armchair, you know, <laughs> couch armchair quarterback saying, oh, what I would do and how I would book it and what I would say. But just personally for me, I just felt it went just a tad bit too long of a match. Um, Cody ends up winning the match. He's the first uh, TNT champion TV title, uh, which I have no problem with. Um, I think that uh, if he can't go for the heavyweight title anymore, I think this is the title that he will build and – for some reason, I can see a circumstances where, let's say, if Moxie holds the title and holds the title, and Cody is still holding on the title and holding on to the title, that they can they can throw verbal jabs at each other, you know, just like undercutting each other, and you know, just so maybe in subliminal ways too. Like Cody starts saying, you know, I'm the real working world champion. I'm working every you know week. I defend my title every week and stuff like this. And you know, Moxie coming back was saying, well, you know, you know. I 
I'm the world champion and I got other things to do and, and I can still perform when I can still this and that. And it gets to a point where Moxley's like, I don't care about the rules. I want to fight him. Do whatever you got to do. I'll put up the title. I want to fight Cody. And I can see them. I can see a situation where we can get to that point. And maybe not. Maybe they won't go with that. But I think that would be a fun thing to see. You know, them throwing verbal jabs at each other as both of them um, as champions. Um, it was fun. Um, Lance Archer, I'm not sure where you go with him now. I'm not sure if the Cody thing keeps going or you just shift him to somewhere else because I feel like he can be um, very valuable in that main event, uh, semi-main event spot, I guess the mid-card, mid-card and up spot. You don't want to sit him down too far because he had a great showing against Cody and it's like, I mean, this is – Lance Archer's been really good for a long time, and I think I've enjoyed him uh, more when I started watching, watching him more in New Japan and until now I've become like a – I enjoy his matches. I, I mean, There was a time where I was like, oh, I don't want to see a Lance Archer match, but now I'm just like, oh, I definitely need to watch a Lance Archer match. So uh, I hope they don't, you know, like sit them down too far and just keep them in the mix somewhere around there in the mid-card main event spot. And then we had uh, – Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. This is a five-minute, 30-minute match. I thought both women did a great job. They did it perfectly fine. Um, Chris Statlander is so interesting. I love her character because she's just so, like, kooky and she's supposed to be from outer space or whatever. And Jim Ross is so confused. He doesn't know what to say about her character on air. And this is just so funny. Um, I enjoy her character. But I think Penelope Ford is awesome as well. I can't wait to see what they do with both women in the future uh because i can definitely see both women eventually uh carrying the torch or carrying the title or being that top woman for um the promotion um then we're moving on to uh the dustin rose and sean spears match match wasn't long i'm not even gonna look i think that was like maybe a two or three minute match Dustin Rose just, you know, beats Sean Spears. Sean Spears was talking all that noise about he's retired and stuff like that. Just a quick, great showing uh, from Dustin, you know, showing that he can still go out there and do his thing. And it's interesting to see with Sean Spears because I had said on Twitter, well, I, well, I asked I asked the question was him and um, Tully Blanchard still a thing? And, you know, somebody responded back with, well, well you know, the coronavirus, they're probably keeping Tully at home. Yeah, that's cool. But he's playing a totally different character now than he was when he was with Tully, right? Because he's playing too much of a jokey, jokey character right now. When Tully was around, it wasn't a jokey, jokey character. He was a, he was more serious. So I'm just wondering where did they go if Tully comes back or if Tully has decided to come back or, you know, they may have Tully transition and do something. Hey, maybe just the age, now, maybe something in the back. And we're going to keep Sean Spears at this point. I don't know. But. I mean, one thing you can say is Sean Spears is being used. And that's one thing that is the difference where I hear people go back and forth sometimes with the whole thing about with WWE, he was this. Yeah, he might have been in WWE, and you may have never saw him. Oh, he was on main event. Oh, he was? Did you watch it? No. Ah, see, that's where the problem lies at. So because a lot of people wasn't watching a lot of those main events. And then if he wasn't on main event, or uh, then he practically wasn't on any show, so he wasn't being used. I will say this, at least here in AEW, he's being used. He's getting TV time. And I think sometimes as performers or as someone who 
does something in like in the art or you know if you want to call it art i don't know what a lot of y'all want to consider wrestling but sometimes you just want to be used you want to go out there and do something and when you're just sitting at home not doing nothing that affects you because you feel like hey i'm an able body i can go out there and perform i can do what you need me to do i want to be able to go out there and work and here in aew sean spears is getting to work now where his character is going to go in the future who knows but uh I'm real interested to see what's going to happen with the whole thing with him and Tully. Um, who knows, you know, as far as if Tully will ever come back or how long this whole, uh, you know, like lift or ban or travel and all this stuff with the coronavirus is going to last because it's kind of hard to tell. So we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, the one thing you can say is Sean Spears is working. He went out there and he, him and uh, Dustin did their job and, you know, they entertained us for however many minutes they were out there and, yeah, we're there. Oh, we're here. Uh, uh, Nala Rose went against uh, Shido. And by my surprise, Hikaru, Hikaru Shido, is that how you say it? I probably said it wrong. Well, we'll just say Shida. We're going to say Shida here because I do not want to butcher her first name. If I did, I apologize. I mess up names from time to time. If you listen to any of my other shows, y'all know sometimes I mess up names. Forgive me. But she did upsets Rose to win the AEW Women's World Championship. And I thought that was a great move. I thought she did. She had all the momentum behind her. And I think that right now, I think she's the best choice of having that. Just being the women's champion right now, she was great. I like the video package that they did at the beginning where they had her actually talking. And, you know, they put subtitles up there. I don't know why I like that so much, but I I love that because even if you're one of those people who say, well, I'm not really understanding what she's saying. Okay, the subtitles are telling you everything that she just said for you. So you don't have to wonder. And her English isn't that bad. Like, it's not where well, you can't understand her. But just in case it is, they were like, here you go. Um, I love that opening. I love the video package. Even with Nyla Rose, I love how that video package was put together, how they showed what both of them were thinking, how they were feeling, and what they wanted to accomplish for a night. Love that. That was awesome. And then, like I said, I think Sheeta was the Sheeta was the best choice for right now in the circumstances that we are for her to be the women's champion. Um, because you can have all these um, women heels, and I think they do have – a number of good, good to good women heels. I'm not going to say great, but good women heels. And you have a great baby face right now that people seem to love. And even before the uh, pandemic had, but getting behind, I think that's great. So you have these women coming after her. Then if you want to make that transition back to a, a heel uh, world champion later on, you can, you can still have Nyla Rose coming back, going after her. You know, it doesn't have to stop, but I think, for that show, it was great to have um she didn't win the match and win the women's title. Um, then we get to the we get to the uh John Moxley Brody Lee match. A match I enjoyed. Uh again, I think this is another match where it seemed longer, but it really wasn't long because I think the match was like maybe 15 minutes. Let me hold on, let me look. Yeah, it was 15 minutes and 30 seconds. So it seemed longer than it was. And I thought they had a great match. I thought um, John Maxey had a great uh, title defense that he could put in his books. I thought Brady, Brody Lee looked good. Um, one thing about this match is I felt the ending of the match is 
I think uh, Moxley wins with a choke, a, a submission. I know it was a submission. I'm not sure if it was a choke or sleep or whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's choke or sleep or whatever. But anyway, uh, Brody Lee didn't quit. He didn't submit. He just passed out. And he lost the match. I myself of the thinking of that made Brody Lee look strong. He left out the match strong. He didn't leave out the match hurt. Friend of the show, uh, Sean, he thinks different. He said, well, you know, he's thinking, well, he didn't leave out the match strong because he still lost. Uh, I wish I could have had him on before I started recording. Maybe I should have gotten in contact with him so we could talk about this more. Um, but I felt like Brody Lee left out strong. He didn't leave out there worse. And he didn't leave out there, you know, oh, well, this, this, because it's like, you hit your move on me. You hit your move on me twice. You hit your DDT uh, finisher on me twice, and you still couldn't pin me. You put me in a sleeper. I passed out. I didn't quit. I just passed out. While that's not your finishing maneuver, we know that you have, I guess, a small experience in MMA. So him passing out, to me, keeps Brody Lee strong. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but I felt like Brody Lee didn't leave the match hurt. Felt like he left the match where he can say, I want to rematch. Or this isn't over, but I got other things to go to, but I'll be back for you. And when I see Brody Lee, I'm not going to sit there and think, oh, you lost to Moxley. Um, Oh, what's next with you? Or you should be in the mid card position now. Or you should be back there in the comedy. Act. Because I think, of thing of, I think another thing is we have to look at it as as far as his group. The group still is not, it's not strong. I don't think the Dark Order is strong. And I think with this, with him losing the match and saying, okay, they you know go off to do other things, you can still try to build up the Dark Order as this real uh, dominant heel faction. Um, because right now, you know, other than the beatdown of Moxley pre-pay-per-view, uh, what can we talk about the dark order? Yeah, you had some segments. Yeah, you had a thing with um, uh, um, Christopher Daniels. And, you know, you had these small things happen. But then, you know, it even took a while for people to really latch on to dark order. So I think there's still more work to be done with dark order. And then, you know, we'll see. We can always like again, just like in um, Lance Archer, I think you can come back to Brody Lee. In three months or in two months, you could swing back to this whole Brody Lee uh, going for the title because, like I said, he wasn't damaged leaving out of this match. He's still strong. He's still Brody Lee. Um, and then we get to the main event of the night, which I'm glad it was the main event. <laughs> we got to the stadium stampede. Uh, I, this match was like over 30 minutes. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Uh, 34 minutes to be exact. This match was fun. Listen, you're going to have people out there who get paid to talk about wrestling, who actually probably have more knowledge than me when it comes to wrestling, uh, who feel a certain type of way about these types of uh, matches. You know, this cinematic style type matches, these matches that we've been having since the um, there's been no fans in the arenas. But I honestly got to say this match was just fun, man. It was fun. If you didn't like it, hey, that's cool. I understand yeah, everything is not for everybody. But for me, 
from beginning to end, just even the way the match started with them announcing that everybody had coming out and Chris Jericho and his crew with the football gear on uh, to Hangman Page chasing down Sammy <laughs> with a horse uh, from Matt Hardy's pool going into different transformations, his old characters. I mean, it was so much nonsense in this match that it, I just, I, I just was entertained and it was fun. And that's what I was looking for. I think this uh, stadium stampede match took the show over the top for me. Um, It was just great. It was great. It was fun. It was light. uh, But it also served a point. Okay. You know, uh, the inner circle got one on us. We got this one on the inner circle. I don't know if they're going to keep this going. I mean, this, this seems like this, this, the blow off, this is it. But it was fun to see. I think everybody has played their role well as far as this goes because you still had Hangman like, yeah, I'm in the match, but I'm going to get some drinks. But I'm with y'all. I ain't going to let y'all get you know beat up, beat up, but I'm not really with y'all. And then in the end, him standing with them, uh, it was just cool. Like, it's just so many things. Like, you had to be watching this show. You had to, you know, uh, like keep up with the show to know certain things like you to know about the hangman and his relationship with the elite and how things were going. Because another thing is we haven't seen hangman on, um, AWTV. I think the first time we saw him was what last week before the pay-per-view or excuse me, Wednesday, Wednesday before the pay-per-view was the first time we saw him because he's been away. And I'm sure, you know, he's one of the ones that didn't want to travel or wasn't going to, you know, sit there and keep traveling back and forth and stuff like that. But no matter what, um, I thought it was just great. I thought Sammy, Sammy was the MVP because he was there just to get beat up. He was there to get beat up and still have this just great com- comic timing on certain things that he would do. And him seeing them in the golf cart and being scared out of his mind again because he know that you know he just got ran over on the last time somebody was in the uh they were in the golf cart chasing him around. It was super fun. Uh, you know, like I said, I'll leave it to people who get paid for it to break it down and tell you why you shouldn't like this and why they didn't like it or whatever and stuff like that. But that's not what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I would tell you if you want to have a good time watching wrestling, Hey, go out and try to find it somewhere. I don't know if it's on YouTube or if somebody put it on any social media site, uh, it, cause it was fun. And if anything, you should at least just watch that because it was, it was fun. It was something that we've never seen before. As far as wrestling fans, we've never seen anything like that before. And we probably never will unless they decide to do it again. Uh, but it was just super fun. And I said, you know, my biggest takeaway from this, uh, whole event was it was fun. Um, it was something to take my mind away from certain things. It was something to detox from, from work. It was just a great time. That's why I didn't mind just going ahead and saying, fuck it, and paying the $50 for it. Because you know what? I just wanted to watch some wrestling. And it did. like I said, they've been doing a wonderful job of just getting that sound in the arena. No matter how they're doing it, using wrestlers, having Vicky Guerrero there, having other wrestlers they don't even use, it. they're getting some type of sound. And I could have swore... As the night went on, it seemed like they got more people out there. They were from a distance, and I think it was the off-camera shot, like the back of it, you know, how the camera is shooting at the ring. It was on the other side where more people were. You just couldn't see them because I think on one shot, you kind of saw them, and then the camera kind of moved, so you couldn't see them. 
Yeah, I'm probably explaining that all wrong. But if you saw the show, you know what I'm talking about. And if you didn't, that's the best way I can explain it. But uh, yeah, as far as me giving out money for a pay-per-view, I did. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And as long as I keep on enjoying these pay-per-views, I guess I'll keep on paying for them. You know, my, my hang-up was f- for the longest time of, well, who's paying for pay-per-views anymore? And I understand the people who say, you know what, I'm not paying $50 $50 or $60 for a pay-per-view anymore because we shouldn't have to. The market's changed. WWE changed everything. And they did. They most certainly did change everything. But if I got it, I'm going to pay it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to going to enjoy it for what it was. Um, and I think my biggest takeaways from this show was that AEW is in a position where they can be that uh, not difference maker, but they can just set themselves apart from WWE. And I think if they keep on going down the road, they're going right now. They will be that, you know, super alternative where it won't be so much of, I don't know. It just seems like it's like a lot of negative things said about uh, AEW. And I'm not stupid. Sometimes they bring out a lot of this shit on themselves. Um, with things they do and say, and you know, that I can't take up for, but I think what I'm looking for is for that, for that person who says, well, I never watched AEW. Um, you know, I know a lot of WWE wrestlers go there. Why should I give them a chance? And for someone, you know, for people that's just, no, no, just check it out. Watch it. It's, it's super different. Just, you know, they come, it's wrestling. You know, you've seen all these moves before you've seen them somewhere, but they're giving this different presentation where you should check it out and people may be open to check it out instead of being like, Oh, I don't want to check it out or blase this or blase that or whatever, whatever. Because like I said, with the, with the, with the balance of WWE, AEW and all these promotions out there, it's a lot for people to take. And, uh, like myself, like, I have I stopped watching the Raws and Smackdowns. Now what I've done is I've um started taking those nights, Mondays and Fridays, and throughout the day or either that night to get my wrestling fix, I'm either watching progress or um over the top wrestling. So I'm watching these, you know, other wrestling promotions that I wanted to get into or that I'm, you know, interested in just to take the time to sit down and watch it. Cause now I have that time because, you know, for the exception of the pay-per-view after no, the raw after the pay-per-view. Yeah. The raw and SmackDown has kind of been kind of blah. Okay. And I haven't watched them, but I, that that's, that's the, that's the response I've been getting from people. And now I can just, you know, now you can tell that wrestling has just become a habit because once I got off that train, I'm fine now. I'm fine with my Mondays and Fridays if I don't watch uh, SmackDown or Raw just because they're, they are very, I guess, strict into what they can do. I guess they are. But I'm like, if AEW can get away with this, people like just adding sound into it or doing this or doing that why aren't you doing it because even though it's maybe only 10 people out there or 15 people or 20 people however many people out there that sound helps it really does help and i wish wwe would do something with it you know because i mean let's be all real i've argued on this show two maybe twice 
on two shows or two or three shows that you really shouldn't be having wrestling right now. But here we are. And, I mean, if you're going to do it, let's do it right. Let's try to add some type of oomph. Let's try to add some type of energy into here because don't get it twisted. Oscar alone can't bring the energy because once Oscar goes off TV on a Raw or a SmackDown, it's like, okay, who's going to give you that energy that you need? Because she's fantastic in this environment, but everybody's not going to be fantastic in this environment. Just like you're going to have people when the crowd is there to be fantastic in that environment. So, yeah, I just wanted to get on here and talk about uh, what I enjoyed this past weekend was AEW, Double or Nothing. Um, like I said, I think they're in a good position to do some good things. Um, irregardless of how I feel about certain, uh, aspects of who they bring in and who they sign. And I have seen somewhat of changes, especially on, um, uh, AEW dark. I don't watch AEW dark. I think I've watched maybe one or two episodes. So I can't say I religiously watch it, but I know there's a lot of, uh, uh, people of color I've seen on there, and that's good. Well, you know, let's 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 start moving them over to the big show, or let's start integrating them over there. You know, we we've seen Pineapple Pete, which I'm so ecstatic. Uh, the Sugar Dunk, Sugar D, got a chance to be, uh, you know, have that match with Jericho. That was just cool to see, and I think that um, we can get more of that eventually over there, and I, that would definitely be a good thing. But right now. I'm not going to get into that subject. We're going to stop it right there. And we're going to stop this show for right there. Because basically, I just wanted to get on here because I know it was a while since I've got on here and actually talked about wrestling. And I wanted to get on here and talk about it. Because like I said, I really had a fun time with Double or Nothing. Uh, again, if you can go out your way to check out the uh, Stadium Stampede, uh, try and find it somewhere. Uh, I don't know where you can find it. At. Maybe I can find it and put it on my Twitter or something like that. Or my Facebook. I'm not sure. But uh yeah. Anyway, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and on Facebook. And yeah, man, I'll be back soon with episode sixteen. I'm not gonna say when, but um I think, you know, I got some things happening pretty soon. And I will have a wrestling Patreon show where um we're gonna do some special things. Now if you want to join the uh pay my Patreon part Patreon page, excuse me, it's Jeff versus the world. I'm only charging one dollar. One dollar a month for a lot of different type of shows. Right now on the Patreon page we have the um the movie reviews. People on the Patreon request a movie and we me and my man Shahid we review it and you know we put it up for you um i'm going to be having two or three different other types of shows including this wrestling one that we drop on a patreon page as well and it's only one dollar one dollar a month uh so check it out from there uh yeah so um, i'm gonna sign off again i will be back sooner than later it would not be a long break from now but i don't want to say exactly uh which day because things happen and basically yeah a lot of things been happening as far as work and me actually watching shows and uh, just be actually being into talk about wrestling. And I wanted to talk about wrestling there cause I was really into that pay-per-view, but, uh, I definitely will be back episode 16. Uh, thank you all for listening and I am out. Peace. <laughs>